Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. I am grateful for the time off that I had and for the gift that that was to me and for the gift that it is that you all can do all this even when I'm not around. But one of the deep gifts of my time this summer was a lifestyle of having enough time to pay attention to the world around me. I allowed myself time to watch the bees pollinating the cone flowers right outside my back door and wonder where they were coming and going from, and time to forest bathe with my mom in the woods, the back of her house. If you don't know, forest bathing is just being fully present in the forest and taking it all in, which is a spiritual practice. So with that lens, I'd like to share with you today's scripture that comes from the book of Matthew, beginning with verse 26. But before I read it, I'd like to invite you to take off the lenses you've been handed and that I've been handed, the lenses of empire, the lenses of capitalism, the lenses of productivity-based values, and hear these words afresh. Jesus says, Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet God in heaven feeds them. Aren't you more important than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add a moment to your lifespan? And why be anxious about clothing? Learn a lesson from the way wildflowers grow. They don't work. They don't spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in full splendor was arrayed like one of these. Yet... If God can clothe in such splendor the grasses of the field which bloom today and are thrown onto the fire tomorrow, won't God do so much more for you? You who have so little trust. I have always, I think that's a true statement, I have always read this passage as Jesus using the birds and flowers to teach us a lesson lesson to humans about not worrying and our worth. But I read it this week in an aim to, as an aim to pay attention to our surroundings. I've come to enjoy Sarah Rudin's recent translation called The Gospels, and she says, translates it like this. Take a good look at the birds in the sky. 
How about if we just stopped there? Take a good look at the birds in the sky, Jesus says. Take some time and see the world around you. Observe and learn from the flowers. The birds and flowers have more to teach you than this one lesson that Jesus pulls from them right now. They have many lessons to teach you. Jesus uses the world around to teach lessons, but they're not the only ones to be learned. I have been learning many lessons from nature over the last few years, and maybe it's because I'm married to someone who's now working in a field that intersects with ecology all the time. But I also sense that humans are thinking more about nature and cherishing it more because of the climate crisis. So today, we're going to talk about trees and their remarkable capacities that exist under our feet. So, I have a question for you. Do trees communicate with each other? Yes. Well, there you go. So, what do you know that you want to share with us um, about trees communicating with one another? And or what did you used to be taught about trees' capacity to communicate with one another? Who wants to share? Jane. There's a mycorrhizal network of fungus and roots that they can send messages to each other. A mycorrhizal network that connects all the trees that they can send messages and nutrients and carbon and amazing things to one another in the whole forest. Oh. Cassie, what were you going to say? Oh. thing on NPR. Here. Oh. I was listening to NPR and they were talking about the secret life of trees and how they communicate and how they can send nutrients to the little trees when they're um, struggling that an older tree can give them their extra nutrients, which I thought was fascinating. And I never even really thought about trees talking to each other. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Anybody else? What did you, what were you, what framework did you have for plants growing up about their capacity to connect with one another? Nothing, right? We're like, they're plants. They don't have brains, right? They don't have capacity to help one another and communicate with one another and warn one another about diseases that are coming or give of themselves to their young or even their other species. Trees of one species aren't actually competing with one another like forestry thought not so many years ago. One of the people that is um, teaching me about nature is named Sophie Strand. And in her book, The Flowering Wand, she has um, several essays, but one of them has this quote. Every time we exult in the verdant intelligence of a forest, 
we know where it keeps its brain, its roots, right below our feet. The root brain poured through the soil is less a bounded object and more a verb, encompassing and connecting a whole forest of perspectives. So the main scientists around all of this information that we have about trees today that we didn't have has spent her life um, being told that she didn't know what she was talking about. And her name is Suzanne Simard and um, is the author of the book, Finding the Mother Tree, Discovering the Wisdom of the Forest. And in one of her um, talks on YouTube was this video I don't know where it came from because I couldn't find it except there. So I, but take in for a minute these images of the trees and the roots and animation. Can we turn the light down? Because this doesn't work very well, the lighting. Um, so what you're looking at is an animation, a realistic animation of trees connecting with one another. This is Suzanne, someone walking through over the roots and then sending signals to one another and nutrients. All of this is happening under our feet and we have been unaware of all of this happening. One of the sources of my learning about trees most um, deeply is the book The Overstory by Richard Powers. Really fabulous book. Very long, very lovely. And um, the book is not about, um, is not a factual account of Suzanne Simard's life, but that one of the main characters is based on her. And um, when she's finally getting to the point where she's gonna explain to um, others how this works, this is how the author tells the story of what she's explaining. She's explaining how trees talk to one another over the air and underground, how they care and feed each other, orchestrating shared behaviors through the networked soil. Not a lovely image, the networked soil how they build immune systems as wide as a forest, how the wired up fungi feed the tree minerals, how the tree pays for these nutrients with sugars, which fungi can't make. Something marvelous is happening underground, something we are just learning how to see. Mats of mycorrhizal cabling links tree into gigantic, smart communities, spreading across hundreds of acres. Together, they form vast trading networks of goods, services, and information. There are no individuals in a forest, no separable events. The bird and the branch it sits on are a joint thing. A third or more of the food a big tree makes may go to feed other organisms. 
Maybe it is useful to think of a forest as enormous, spreading, branching, underground super trees. If that's not sacred, our recognizing all of this that we haven't seen, that's been there all the time, that's been sustaining us and sustaining our planet and gifting all of these gifts to one another and to humanity, it's amazing. So what lessons would Jesus teach us from the forest? What connections would he make to human life or planetary life? I can imagine him saying, all things are connected. Everything. Everything. Not just humans. Everything. That's right, Becky. Everything you do doesn't just impact you, but impacts everyone and every being on this planet. No pressure. Everything that happens to you matters, not just to you, but to the whole. So what if we chose to give of ourselves like a mother tree and share our resources with those who have greater needs than we do, at least at the moment? What if we built networks of mutuality where goods, services, and information were traded, not for profit or gain or power over, but for mutual benefit? What if? What if? So I invite you, I invite us to, in Jesus' words, take a good look at the birds in the sky, Observe and learn from the flowers. Learn from nature by observing and being near. Take advantage of this season of growth, life, and harvest to see what is right under our feet and know that it is good and that you are good and that it is interconnected and that you are not alone. You are also interconnected. May we know these things, not just in our minds, but also in the rootedness of our bodies and our beings. May it be so. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.